Hey everyone, and welcome to the Splatsploitation Book Club podcast, my podcast where I invite a guest from the extreme horror or splatpunk community onto the show to chat about a book they like. And this week I have the super talented author with me, Brian Bauer. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hello, Stephen. Thanks for having me. No problems, man. So good just to get to chat to you. We can kind of like message in a bit over the last week or two, but nice to see you face to face. Yeah, man. Nice to meet you finally. Cool. Um, so yeah, before we kind of delve into the book this week, I thought I'd just give you a chance just to let everyone know a little bit about yourself, uh, what books you've got out there, maybe where to start with your work, as you've got a fair bit out, and just anything else they need to know, really. Uh, well, I am Brian Bowyer, and I write extreme horror and splatterpunk, mostly some crime. Uh, I have one nonfiction book, a memoir, and uh, I have a book dropping Tuesday from Potter's Grove Press called Old Too Soon. So definitely check that out. It's available for pre-order right now. I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, you can find all my stuff at Amazon. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I love the cover for the new book, by the way. It's an amazing looking cover. Yeah, man. Don Noble knocked it out of the park with that. Yeah, I see these. It looks like he's worked on a few of yours, right? So you've done the uh, have, road ones as well. Yeah, of the... Uh, of the soon-to-be 12 books that I will have available, he has done 11 of those covers. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah very, very talented cover artist. I really like his work a lot. It suits your style of writing as well, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you, um, where would you recommend someone starting with your work if they haven't read you before? What book do you kind of tend to direct them towards? Oh, man, I don't know. If you want a novel, probably... Uh... Bless Rehearsal or Autumn Gothic. Or if you like short stories, I have two collections, um, Sinister Mix and Perpetual Dread. Or if you like novellas, probably Kill Factor or Road Harvest or Road Narrows. <laughs> Just anywhere, really. Yeah. yeah Kill Factor is yeah. yeah, I started with Kill Factor. I'd definitely say that one worked very well. I was instantly hooked. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we got you on the show today to chat about Judith Sonnet's magic. Um, so just to let everyone know, there will be spoilers. We'll just go through the book and jump around a bit and chat about it. Um, but yeah, before we kind of delve into it a bit, what made you, <laughs> that's the one right there, what made you choose magic out of all the books you could have chosen? Well, um, it was really impossible for me to even choose one. So I was like, well, I'll just pick something I haven't read yet. So I was like, I still need to read it because I've read a lot of Judith's works, but she has a lot of work. Out. I think I've read 16. I counted them. I've read 16 of her books. That's what I have in my Kindle library. And uh, I had not read Magic. And I was like, well, I'm going to read Magic real fast. We'll talk about it. And I ended up loving it, man. Just as well, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure how many of those I've read. I think it's it's probably about 11 or 12. I think I've read quite a few as well, but there's like 16 comes out a week, so it's hard to keep up with oh, all of them. Right. <laughs> very prolific and very, very talented. Uh, so, yeah, what were your um, first impressions of Magic? It kind of got off to a bang with that first chapter. Oh, I know. I loved it, how it started way back in like 1930-something that – Dobson house, that house of ill repute. And uh, the, <laughs> the owner dude goes crazy and kills all those ladies that work there. And, uh, and then it just, then those uh, three 
psychic paranormal investigators or whatever just kind of vanish and then uh then it fast forwards to the year 2022 and then it just goes completely off the rails from there <laughs> when a uh, when a filmmaker named jace shows up wanting to shoot like a off the rails porno there in the manor and uh yeah i loved it man it was a great great little yeah. story yeah, i thought the introduction was really good i was kind of yeah, I was just wondering where it was going straight away because you had that kind of paranormal investigation sort of thing going on, but it was like way back in time as well. So you're like, oh, how yeah. are they going to go about this? But yeah, and then the house kind of luring them in straight away, I really enjoyed. It didn't hide yeah. the fact that it was like, it was really haunted. It wasn't like, oh, is it, isn't it? Like the book was immediately like, no, this place is fucking haunted. <laughs> yeah, and it was like a fucking aphrodisiac. As you, you got you got hotter and hotter and hotter for sexual gratification. Yeah, the closer proximity became. Yeah, they were getting hot for it. Like even just chatting about it before they came to the house, it was like luring yeah. them in. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, it skips forward to the future, and you've got this filmmaker Jace, um, and she's like set up this film shoot, um, but like. <laughs> The house is already affecting her straight away. It's, it's kind of like a fun writing thing, really, because she's just kind of like walking around the house, masturbating while waiting to shoot this porno as her crew's coming along in this fucking haunted house. So you're like, this is just an absolute recipe for disaster from the way yeah. go. Yeah, she uh, usually makes it to the bathroom in time, but not always, and relieves herself yeah. in flower pots. Flower pot, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. It was a nice little detail, especially when the crew spot it later on. They're like, is she been covered in the plant parts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just had that nice, um, there's a lot of Judas work does. It just had that nice old school kind of film to it with um, them sort of turning up in the van at the beginning with the film crew. It was very much kind of cinematic in its approach, I thought, which I always like with her work just felt like you were watching some sleazy 70s movie yeah and yeah what did you think of the um what was your initial impressions of the characters as well and especially swan who was straight away admitting what a dick he was yeah uh, swan was fucking brutal yeah hmm. he, uh, he definitely had some uh sadistic psychosexual tendencies man <laughs> 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 it kind of reminded me of Animal from J.F. Gonzalez, a survivor, slightly. At the very uh, beginning, when I first... I don't know if you've ever read that book, but at the very beginning... No, not yet. At the very beginning of Sonic's Magic, when I first got introduced to Swan, I immediately flashed to uh, Animal from J.F. Gonzalez, a survivor. But then, no, they were completely different. But, but they both had similar uh, desires. Right. Again, it was another thing that wasn't hidden, right? It wasn't like that was unveiled as the character went on. It was the book was very upfront about everyone's flaws and what the house was and what it was capable of. Like for something quite intense, there was no mystery really held back too much. Like you knew everyone was fucked immediately and who everyone was. Oh, it was very clever. Yeah. Um and yeah, and then kind of the bit that got me the most was the um was the film script. 
where they go to read the script and they're like, what the fuck? Like, doesn't she write classy porn? Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, they're like, she doesn't write stuff like this, man. What the fuck, man? And then when they <laughs> confront her about it, she's like, what are you talking about? I didn't write that fucking shit. They're like, well, this is what was on the goddamn table. <laughs> so it's like the house itself provided yeah, yeah, the house itself done the rewrites. It's just a creepy concept. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just totally brutal scenes. Yeah. Yeah, the actresses are like, I don't do scat play. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some, of those, some of those scenes that the house had written, I mean, they wouldn't even survive the scenes. No. <laughs> no. It was like the house was right out. It's fantasy or something. <laughs> Yeah, and then you had the uh, what was I have to say? You had to be with the uh, guy outside, wasn't it? Jeff, the driver, <laughs> thought someone was just trying to spook him, and you're like, "Nah, this is not going to go well." Yeah, the woods. Yeah, really, you're going to run into the woods next to the scary house? What the fuck, dude? Yeah, it also did not go well. <clears throat> Yeah, I loved it. I've, I've loved everything that I've read that Judith Sonnet has published thus far. Yeah, where would you um, put magic within it? Like upper kind of work or somewhere around the middle? Yeah, it was up there for me. Yeah? Yeah. What well, one of her books do you like the most? Oh, man, it's kind of hard to tell. Let me just look what I got here. I love The Beast of Burden. I loved her vampire novella, Blood Suck. Hmm. Chainsaw Hunter was fucking crazy. The Clown Hunter was the second one I read of hers. I think I read The Clown Hunt first because it had yeah. that cool tagline at the bottom of the book. It's like, everyone hates fucking clowns or something like that. And I was like, yeah, i got to read this book. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. For the sake of, I think that was the first one I ever read by her and I loved it. Uh, Hell, that was great. Yeah, I'm going to read that one soon, I think. Hell's a bit of a longer one, so I've been kind of putting that off slightly till I've got some time. I think my favorite might be No One Rides for Free. Right. Yeah. And uh, also, Summer Never Ends. Yeah, Summer Never Ends is my favorite. I think No One Rides for Free is the most entertaining because it's just balls to the wall nasty. But I thought um, Summer Never Ends, I thought it was incredibly well written. I thought it was just a really well put together book. Those are my top two so far. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And I love your God Can't Save You, the collection. Uh, yeah, I haven't read that one. The only collection I read was the, uh, God, what was it? Something low blasphemy, maybe? Something like that? I, I have not remember. read it. No, Forsaken? I, I don't know. I can't remember which one it was now. It was good. I remember that much. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Hmm. So were you expecting it to go kind of as far as it did in Magic with the kind of demonic stuff? Were you thinking it would be more haunting and ghosts or were you expecting it to go kind of hardcore hell? You just never can tell with Judith. But uh, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I was just, it's just hard to tell with her stuff, man. But uh, mm. I definitely loved it. And I especially love the ending. I'm not going to give the ending away, but I love how it ends. Yeah. Yeah, had a very cruel ending, which I always like. <laughs> At the same time, you know, she was kind of doing what she wanted to do, just maybe not quite in the environment she was expecting to normally do it. Exactly. <laughs> a bit of sweet, I think they call that. 
a lot of Chelsea with a great. Yeah. Um, you know, other notes I got for it. Yeah, I definitely liked uh yeah, I liked Swan a lot. I thought he was just super aggressive when he got going. He is like he was I think I feel like he would have volunteered for this. That he was like well game for just going crazy in this house. Yeah. Man, there was a one part that had me laughing. I wrote a note down here about it. And it's when um Jason Daisy are sitting in the parlor and uh they hear someone come thumping down the stairs and then Swan comes strolling casually into the parlor completely naked, covered in blood, and he's got Kayla's face like attached to his naked chest. <laughs> it's like glued there by her coagulated blood, and he's smiling and he's like you need to come with me. You need to come and see the <laughs> suffering chamber. And I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And they're like, is this, is this really fucking happening? Did he really just walk in here like this? <laughs> yeah, I love that. He's so, like, cocksure about it as well. Like, chest out, face just plastered to it. Like, check yeah. out this secret room I found. <laughs> Covered <Yeah>. in blood. <laughs> you have to come with me and check out the suffering chamber. Yeah. Had great titles as well, didn't it? It was yeah. like um, Sordid History, I think, was a great title. But there was one that was like Come Dumpster and um, something about God Wants You Hurt or something like that. Like some really good, solid title, like chapter yeah. titles, throughout, which I always like. Yeah. But yeah, just a very entertaining <laughs> book, I thought. Um, what did you make of Jay's buying this house as well? Like... <laughs> If you came across this creepy haunted house, there was practically nothing to buy. Would you uh, sink your money into it? Possibly. <laughs> it would be tempting, right? The photographers <laughs> in me, like, man, the music videos I could shoot in that place. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'd be a bit worried about the fact that the house has a little too much power. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, it seems to affect people way too much as well, which I liked. I liked that they were all feeling it as well. The minute they were, like, driving to the house, it was already kind of like, they're all getting a bit like an itch that needs to be scratched, like, straight away. And yeah. some of them were a bit like, oh, this is weird. Why others are kind of like, oh, yeah, this is all right. Yeah, I guess it would just depend on how I felt when I entered the house, what it did to me. Like, mm. whatever was hot to get, if I liked the way it made me feel or not or if i was afraid or just uh yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> it just has a little too much control i think that house yeah um and yeah just yeah obviously the book as well as a whole just got more and more depraved which i really liked like the kind of deeper you're going into this kind of hellish landscape the more insane it's getting with the imagery and stuff yeah kind of starts off as a kind of nice brutal murders but by the end you're like a full-on how orgy and limbs and skin getting peeled and all kinds of crazy shit just good old italian horror fun oh yeah <laughs> we all know how much she loves that stuff yeah yeah it's one of the things i like most about her writing is it always shines through like no matter what she's kind of writing there's always just that hint of like yeah she loves italian cinema oh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, what else have I got here? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just I really liked. Yeah, I just think I really liked the balance of it being quite kind of weirdly erotic because of the power the house held, and then yeah, kind of mixed in with that extreme gore and the the characters just being quite helpless. Really, like they just couldn't kind of contain themselves. Yeah. But yeah, they worked very nicely. Uh, but yeah, definitely a, a cool book, and I think it's one that we would um, both highly recommend, right? Oh, definitely. I recommend anything Sonnet publishes to anyone who likes splatterpunk or extreme horror. Yeah. But if you don't like that stuff, you uh, might want to steer clear. <laughs> it goes hard with it. It's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for recommending it because it's been on my TBR for ages. It's one of those ones that just has one of those covers where you're like, oh, that looks cool. I'll read that at some point. And just, yeah, kind of never got around. I think I read like another eight of her books in between adding that one onto the list. Oh, yeah. It's easily done. There's just so many incredible fucking horror books available at all times now. It's hard to get to even a fraction of them, you know, but we try. We do, yeah. I mean, you seem to read a hell of a lot, so you must be doing pretty well with it. But like you said, there's so many coming out. You just yeah, can never uh, catch up. Yeah, I'm on like number 280-something right now for the year. That's amazing. I'm yeah. pretty proud of my 160. That's easily the most I've ever read. Yeah, last year I finished at 284, and I've already passed that this year. Nice. I noticed that. So I'm at like 286 or 287. I'm reading one of your books right now. And it's like number 287, I think. Oh, awesome. Yeah, near just, death. Uh, just a very quick reader or just very committed to reading? That's all I do. I don't even have a television in my apartment. Oh, okay. Oh, no. You're not missing much on TV at the moment. Uh, I, don't, I don't play video games. I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I watch uh, YouTube clips when I'm eating breakfast. And I eat dinner in my car at work every night. So I just, I read in my, yeah. on my dinner at work. <laughs> and then <laughs> all day long, I mean, I don't have to be at work until 3 p.m. And I wake up at 8 a.m. So that gives me like seven hours. I'm either writing or reading. And then I go to work and I'm writing in my head the whole night. And sometimes on my phone also. And then I come home and just read and write all night. Because I only sleep four hours. I sleep between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. And then I'll wake up at eight and turn the coffee maker on and just get right back at it. Well, my days are four hours sleep are gone now. I used to be able to live on that, but now I'm just, you know, I can't do that anymore. No amount oh, of coffee I, can make me do it. Yeah, sometimes I don't even get four hours sleep. I, I, about four hours is my maximum. I never, I have my alarm set for 8 a.m. and I usually wake up before then, but sometimes every once in a while, the alarm will wake me up at eight and um, I get up. <laughs> Nice. But usually about three and a half hours sleep. <laughs> but that's all. Oh, uh, no, I could not function on that anymore. Once <laughs> upon a time. <laughs> These days have passed. Uh, so, yeah, are you, um, are you working on anything yourself at the moment then? You've got the uh, new book coming out very soon, but you've got another couple yeah, of I have a new one dropping Tuesday, then I have five books finished, and I'm working on two books right now. Oh, wow. You've five finished, like, ready to go. Ready to go, yeah. Ah, that's awesome. I was taking you sitting on them because you got them published. Is that right? Or uh, you just uh, kind of got piled up and ready? 
Yeah, they're just there in my laptop. So if I die right now, no one will read them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, don't do that. I want to read them. But it's okay. I had a, I had enough fun writing them. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just sitting on them because I've already released so many, man. I mean, I've released uh, this year. I released a vampire novel, Live Undead, in January. And then I released a crime novella, Kill Factor, in March. And then I released a novelette, Scarlet, around April. And I'm dropping another novel, Old Too Soon, Tuesday, now here in November. And I'm like, God, it's like four releases. I'm like, that's plenty. Cause I me, mean, there's a lot of people that don't even have time to read one of those yet. You know, and I've done drop four. So I'm just like, I'll just, but I, the whole time I'm just still writing, writing, writing. They just keep adding up. But yeah, like, like old too soon. It's coming out Tuesday, man. I finished that a thousand years ago, like last year sometime. You know, so it's yeah, like, just, wait. I done that with um, the second Abbey book. I wrote, that was the second book I wrote, but it was like the ninth I released. Because I was like, oh, no one's going to read. No one's read the first yet. It needs a bit of time first before I release that one. But the writing changed so much during that period. I had to go through a proper edit of it because I was just wasn't the same writer as when I first wrote it. So it's the only yeah. trouble we're seeing on them, I find. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it's good that you've got plenty coming out next year then. It's definitely enjoying oh, your yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah, the ones I have finished, I have a, a third in the Road series called Grinding Road. It's finished. Then I have a novella called um, Night Underground. It's finished. Then I have a novel called Metro Kinetic. It's finished. And then I have another novella called Crazy Like You. It's finished. And then uh, I have another one called Blackout. It's finished. And then I'm, then I'm working on two right now that don't have titles yet. Nice. And I'm having, having a lot of fun with both of them, too. Good kit. So loads more Brian Bauer books on the way. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for um, coming on the show, dude. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me. Getting to talk about magic as well. And yeah, like I said, I think it's definitely a book that we'd both recommend. Um, I think it's a good example of Judah's work as well, right? Like I think it covers what she can do incredibly well, this one. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And I'll uh, chat to you again shortly. See you all later. Bye. Bye.